If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. We're bringing Mind it. Pump. For about 26 minutes, uh, we do some bullshit and we talk about uh, these genetic freaks that we see all over social media, like Brad Castleberry. Mm. He breaks world records. Every day. Every single day, apparently. Me too. We talk about the genetic uh, variances between individuals. Like, do super, super smart people feel like they're just walking around a world full of idiots? Yeah. Uh, We talk a lot about that. We talk about genetic engineering and what we would do if we had the ability to engineer our genetics. Uh, we would like Justin's calves, for example. Mm. We talk about Justin's big meeting. We can't talk too much about it because it's a secret, but it is big. Super secret. And it is a meeting. Yeah. Then we talk <laughs> it's about- big. It's a meeting. Then we talk about uh, Adam's recipe for mint chocolate chip pancakes. Uh, you should mention that that recipe, the for sure recipe, because I just kind of blurted out what I thought it was, is on the Organifi website and then you go to their blog. So oh, and, and by the way, if you get any of their products, uh, just type in the code MINDPUMP and you'll get a massive discount. That's MINDPUMP, no space. And then we talk about me and my family's annual tomato canning uh, thing that we do every year. It's pretty awesome. It's a great tradition. And I'm not giving sauce to anybody because nobody helped me. Fuck oh, everyone. I'm upset with you. Exactly. Uh, then we get into the questions. Somebody asked us if we watched the CrossFit games and what we thought about the CrossFit games. And do we think those people are the fittest people in the world? No. I brought out the popcorn. Then we get into uh, what we would take if we could only take three supplements or less. Which ones would we choose? Uh, Then we answer the question, how we built so much confidence. Because, you know, we walk around with this We know everything. Yeah, this aura of invincibility. How did we get it? Is it cocky or is it confident? Probably both. Then finally, the final question is we answer the question, uh, what is the dumbest piece of fitness equipment that we've ever purchased? Also, in this month, our favorite promotion, probably ever, get free access to our private forum. And the private forum is awesome, by the way. We and have, going up in price after this month. It will be going up in price, but it's free right now. If you enroll... In any of our MAPS programs or bundles, the private forum consists of personal trainers, fitness enthusiasts, competitors, and also myself, Adam and Justin. We're on there every single day. Normally, you have to pay separately for that. That's right. It's $87 you'll be saving. It's free. All you do is enroll in any MAPS program or in any of our bundles, including our uh, awesome bundle, the one year's worth of exercise programming, MAPS Super Bundle, which contains pretty much everything you need to get awesome. And it's T-shirt time. Yeah. T-shirt. Oh, by the way, it's at mindpumpmedia.com. Almost forgot to give the website out. Sorry about that, Doug. Yeah, no problem. So we had 17 reviews this last week. Hey, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's and up. giving away five shirts. Yeah. So we have the winners, Optimal Warrior, Keto Car, Dusty Young, Okolo 007, and Salmon of Doubt. All of you, <laughs> some of these didn't days. quite spawn this year. Yeah, <laughs> all of you yeah. are winners. So send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. Brad Castleberry breaks world records every day. World <laughs> records, motherfucker. That's what he says <laughs> every day. Every day he breaks world oh, every records. Every day, good, bro. What if he is that strong? 
I know everybody then says fake weights, but, in something? but he's at 24-hour fitness every day doing these weights with a bunch of people why around him. Do don't you, powerlifting don't you think someone would be able to film him bringing fake weights in and stuff? I, I agree. So I, I, think yeah. he, I think he might legit be that strong. Well, I did see be. I did see a guy break down, like, right, they did a YouTube on him. And they showed, like, how some of his videos are Photoshopped, right, or edited, and they edited more weights on the video. But... No matter what, I, I think he's still doing like five plates on things. Like it's, he's, it's not like he's not doing any of it. It's not like he's going like he's really doing like one forty-five and he's putting twelve plates on there. I think, I think he's doing like nine and then he puts ten on there. Here's why I think the guy's phenomenal because some of the stuff you can't Photoshop. Like, have you seen him sprint? Right and jump, jump out of the pool. and do a kickflip on a fucking skateboard. Right, he's kind of. A freak. He is. You could tell by his... Honestly, when you look and at his... And he's hella flexible. If there's a guy, if there's yeah. a guy that could do that, his he has the build. When you look at his stature, like, yeah. if there's somebody who's lifting that kind he's of... He's built what, like a video game. Yeah, no, he really is. Like, his his waist and his shoulders are just broad, super wide. Like, super wide. He looks like he was built to lift a lot of fucking weight. It, he looks like a video game avatar. Oh, like, if you yeah. have three choices, you can pick the elf, <laughs> you can pick the wizard, or I you can pick the warrior. Powers, please. Yeah, I'll take the warrior, please. And it's yeah. Brad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's funny. That, Did you see that it's Bradley funny that Joe Martin calling him out, though, of all so, people. Bradley Martin did like it was like four oh five or something. He, like he went from a squat down into Indian uh position. Yeah. With four oh five? Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Bradley Martin's a freak too. I mean he's a now he has like I believe a uh power lifting or Olympic lifting background. I think he did that for Does he really? many years before that. There's some crazy people out there. There's this one dude I follow. What's his name? Armenian Strength. Oh, that guy's a fucking. I forgot about that. He's a, he's a track athlete in college, or I don't know if he's still in there or not. But there's this kid, and from- he's muscular. He's not massive, but he's like he's strong, like silly strong. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you, like have you seen this? Yeah. The little the little black kid that's from either South Africa or from Jamaica. One or the other. I can't remember. Which. Have you seen him? No. What does he and do? He looks like old. It's like an old gym, shitty ass weights. Oh, we're lifting he's, like he's, cement blocks and shit. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, he he's in some of those videos, but some of his squat videos and some of the weight that he's pushing and pulling is just insane. There's a couple. There's like four or five guys that I follow that. What do, people don't realize is that people like this. Like who we're talking about, if they never lifted weights, they're still strong, <laughs> strong as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like right. I bet you these guys first went in the gym. Like I bet you Castleberry's like, oh, I'm gonna try working out. And his buddy's yeah. like, okay, here's how you do a Let's squat. Try this. And he's like, all right. And he's like, three fifteen. He's like, cool. This is well, my first time. Remember when we were hanging out with Ben, right? Ben Pack. He said the first time he ever got under the bar, he squatted like four plates. Yeah, like four like or the five. first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. The first time he ever squatted was like four hundred five, and I think Ooh, this, it, this works. Yeah, yeah. and I th- and I think he said like four ninety five or something for his first first time ever first time ever deadlifting and squatting. So you know what's like, cool? this crazy? So you know yeah, what's cool crazy. about this? When I think about this, like the differences in uh, genetic ability, how crazy they can be, how dramatic they can be, and how hard I work to try and be strong or whatever. <laughs> how right? Yeah. Now think about it this way: there's got to be that variance, and it's, the reason why it's cool with physical feats is because it's very objective and clear. You can lift this much. He can lift that much. It's very clear, right? But think about this now. Think about the genetic variances with uh, with mental ability. Like, think about geniuses. Like, how do they see the world and oh, think of things? Same thing to me. Could I mean, you imagine being like one of those people and just you'd be surrounded you by idiots right all the away. time? But everybody yeah. would be so dumb. Like, well, this is like ah, oh. this is why I it's mean like that kid that's bored at school all the time. You know, he's just like ah. Pfft. 
Well, I feel like it's the reason why sometimes these guys come off as kind of an asshole because they just feel like everybody is so stupid. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they're it's like they're they're aloof. They come across aloof. Right. They're just like they're they're playing a game at a whole nother level than everybody else. It's just not even fun for them to communicate with everybody else. It's just like, ugh. Well, beneath me. And we we call them, it's true though, we call them weird, we call them eccentric, we call them nerds, but I think they're so smart that they just don't care about the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Like, I don't don't want to comb my hair. Who cares? I'm trying, I'm, I'm, like contemplating the nature of the universe. Like, yeah. Who gives a shit about my hair? And we're like, you're a fucking I just found nerd. a god particle, man. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What because, have you done? God, I wish you could just like. Well, when you, when you use the analogy of comparing it to like really strong genetically gifted people or like athletes that are genetically gifted, when you think about that, like imagine a, you know, pro NFL player, like he's not going to have fun playing football with a bunch of Pop Warner kids. Like you know, what I'm saying like he's a like bunch a bunch of regular people. Yeah, like a bunch of regular. <laughs> like that's not fun for him. Like that's not he's not going to do that. Like it's just you don't want to do that. And that, I think that's how somebody who's like super intelligent probably feels having like a normal conversation. So take it to the mm. next level. Uh, they now have we we have the technology. They all turned into hackers. We have the technology to edit uh, human genes now. So with CRISPR, yeah. yeah. So that's, with their, what do they call it that? Shit. By the way, it sounds, I don't like, know, yeah. sounds like a chip. It sounds yummy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got some CRISPR yeah, going crispy. on. Mm. Explain this to me. I'm so lost. there's this technology that they that they've been using, and they've used it on animals, but now they can do it on humans, where they can edit genes. So the reason the reason why they're using it on or, or going to use it on human embryos, or they're selling people to why they want to use it on human embryos, is to eliminate genetic uh, diseases. Hmm. So they'll go in and they'll use this technology and say, okay, your child is not going to have mm-hmm. all these potential genetic issues. And that's how they're going to sell it. But I know for a fact it's going to go the next level. Yeah, people are going to want certain heights and certain attributes. Come on, dude. We're going gonna to create a race of yeah. like a bunch of like – Stephen Hawking, smart, Brad Castleberry built, Brad, you know, Pitt looking, yeah, like yeah. just oh, well, that, where I'm so perfect, where I trip out, and who, then we're all gonna look like idiots, yeah. Who like was crooked nose? And who was up. here in the studio Teeth. just recently where we were all having this conversation? Oh, it was Josh Trent, and I was speculating that what if that this is the natural progression and this is what we're where we're supposed to, and the rest of us that are resisting it are are just silly you know like this is that's what we're we are like we are supposed to evolve to this like why wouldn't you want to download a better program for yourself like if you could download you know better calves like why would i not do that like fucking download that shit like <laughs> if i could work less at them dude i, could, I put four days a week in them and they fucking look terrible like it's so <laughs> bullshit like if i could put some software on them dude, edit better, some jeans in there yeah edit some jeans oh. in there it'd be awesome yeah. and, you know, like, hey, hey, and hey, fuck you for judging yeah. me for wanting to do that you know like, what I'm saying? Hey, hey justin let me download your program for calves, goddammit. Yeah, I don't like the one I was born with. But I mean, really, I'll give you my, I, had to, I'll give you, I had to work for these. I'll though. give you my tanning ability. Let's do a trade. All right. You know, that's not fair. But so, what about this, right? So, let's say you go in with a girl. You're like, okay, this is a girl I want to be with. We both want to have a child together. And the scientists are like, okay, we're going to take your genes, we're going to take her genes, and we're going to look at the best potentials that you guys have together. Mm-hmm. Like, what if that still sucks? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> What if like, well, <laughs> then you're like, ah, you know, like, uh, here's the best we could do with what I gotta you guys go are, find somebody else. Yeah. With what you guys are giving us. Yeah. So then what's the next level that there is no, like they'll take like a super base scaffolding of your genes and then just make up a bunch of shit. Like, okay, <laughs> we're going to give your son, your future son, 
the ability to hold his breath like a whale. So we're gonna use whale. We're gonna we, use we whale. Need some gorilla in Jeez. there. Yeah, some gorilla strength. Yeah, you're, the, you're pathetic and weak. What's gonna uh, happen? Need to hook you up. What yeah. is gonna happen? Yeah. Well, well I, yeah. Did you guys see? Uh, it's gonna get weird. Either I know Sal probably didn't. Justin, did you see that there was the uh, Hall of Flame, the Hall of Flames, the Hall of Flavors, the Hall, the Hall of Flavors, the Hall of Fame, Adam Schaefer, our keynote speaker at the Hall of Flavors, giving out the awards this year. <laughs> did you see? Did you see uh, Ladanian Thomason get uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame? Did you watch? I that? didn't watch no, it. You watch that? You missed that. Too. Sorry. Yeah. God, where you working? I know. I, yeah, I was working. Sorry. He gave. A great speech. He gave a great. He did. He actually gave a really good, good speech. Oh, you saw that? No, I didn't see it. Get out of here! I guy. knew not to trust <laughs> you immediately. <laughs> he doesn't even know who you that know? is, bro. Yeah. He's obviously an athlete. He's <laughs> obviously an athlete. <laughs> you know what sport? Hold on. What was Get, it? Guess wait, the sport. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Ladanian Thomason. Come on, that's fucking basketball. Come on, dude. That's basketball. He plays basketball on the side, but it's not that on the side. It's on the weekends. His sport is football. Uh, did, you, okay. did you guys see uh, Usain Bolt run his last run? He lost, huh? He did lose yeah. to a kid. Yeah, a guy's like 20, 21 or twenty two. Now, years is old. it because Usain so, he retired right after he lost? Uh, I think he's going he's like to going to. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. What want, a horrible way to retire! I know. Why are you going to go out like that? Well, I think they thought he was still going to win this one. They did, said if uh, he, they figured if he could run it under nine nine, I think is what I heard them say. That now is he slower? Is that why the yeah. other kid won? Or is yeah, it because, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's slower. Okay. He's so I mean, that kid didn't run as fast as wow. Usain did when he was yeah. fast. Yeah, they finally are catching up to his 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 speeds. Man, just just a few they years were, and it already like went. I was walking on the treadmill when. They were doing there before the race, and so I got to watch all the the lead. Did you start up running along with them. Oh, I tell you what, <laughs> I'm, there, I'm not gonna lie. There was a part of me that almost wanted to run, I, and I, you know me, I don't run. But I looked yeah. at Katrina, and I was like, "Do you feel like you, you want to run right now? Just, I kind of want to run right now." <laughs> only oh, it's only eighty. Or what is it? What is it? Uh, f- uh, not forty. How many? What does he run? He runs the. Is he four hundred meters? What does he run? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not very far. It's not like, yeah, it's not like it's miles. Sprint. Yeah, yeah, it's not, sprints. yeah, it's not miles. Yeah. So I'm like, I could do that. I can run 400 meters. It just doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's funny about like as I get older, I'm realizing because I, you know, I was playing with the kids the other day and I'm like running and stuff and I, I never really run and do shit like that. I just feel like, fuck, I suck. Like this is not. This doesn't feel it's good. Not for you. Doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. I think I need to start running more. <laughs> yeah. You know wanna, what I'm saying? I want to watch you run. Huh? I, I want to watch you I've run. I've never too. seen it before. You, I feel intimidated. Though the way you said that, though, I feel weird now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. Like, you said that with a, a weird voice. I want to sit in a chair. I want to watch, watch you run. I want to watch you run. Boy, feel feels really weird. Yeah. Did you did you ever? Go, it will enter you to the Hall of Flamers. Did you ever go through a phase how <laughs> where you ran? Like, did you ever go through a phase where you ran? When I was doing jujitsu, I would. Part of my workouts on the side where I would do, I would run like five miles, 10 miles, stuff like that. But oh, was, okay. Yeah. And then there was a short period of time where I was doing uphill sprints uh, just for fun, but I was never, no, I usually stand my ground. You know what I mean? So I just fight or flight. <laughs> stand I stand my ground. Yeah, I just, I stay in real fight. solid to the ground. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you're an asshole, by the way. <laughs> Why? So I'll let you know you're an asshole. When you, when you, when you fucking pulled me backwards with the band <laughs> the, you, hey, the best was the very end which got cut out you fell like hard uh, i fell and oh, he fell so did you fall on top of me i did fall on top of uh, you afterwards you know what it's uh it, it's, oh, a, it's hilarious it's a very terrifying feeling to run backwards <laughs> off balance <laughs> off balance because you don't know what's behind you, you just took off and you're like oh shit you, you didn't give me a chance to catch my footing i think yeah. taylor said that was the most commented uh 
video he'd ever of put course. up on the on the page. It was of course. it was pretty epic. <laughs> of course it was. What sucks about that is you have to sit around in like you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, it's yes. something going to be terrible. That's right. He always has to get back. It, it's going to be something terrible. Mm. And I might wait a year. Oh, I don't God. know. I like I like the waiting part more than anything. Mm. Well, we're about to be we're about to spend a couple nights together. Yeah, so I'm wondering. <laughs> like, yeah. You guys like staying in the same we're, room? Yeah, yeah, we're trying to save money so Katrina, I'm just Katrina got one, one bed. Yeah, one bed, one room. No, she didn't. Yeah, she's like We're not get, sharing a bed. Yeah, she's like you guys can sleep head wow. to toe. It's uh-huh. not a big deal. I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. This going to be it's going to be something so terrible though, Justin, like Something like like oh. everyone's gonna be like that's not even funny it's just fucked up like why would you do that to him yeah and I'm gonna laugh it's oh. probably good I'm missing yeah. this one yeah. like like a brick to the face <laughs> something terrible hmm. what but time you is your meeting Justin yours is at Tuesday at what time nine nine a.m. oh in the morning mm-hmm. that's early nine yeah. well they apparently that's how they roll are yeah. you uh, are you like powerpointing it and everything or what are you doing there'll be powerpoint the but mainly it's just demonstration and um it's conversation so. They just wanted to peer into, um, you know, like my philosophy and, and they want to like a good, they, they want time to, to basically use it and, and play around with so it. So we you, can't, we can't say much, but you have a no. big, you got a big presentation is all we can say, right? Yeah. For the yeah, axon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for not. <laughs> yeah. We can't yeah, talk about we can't about talk it. about it, but, but it, it is a big deal and it's, it's, it's exciting. So, yeah. Are, are you, you nervous? Are you nervous? Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I thought I would be, but I'm like... Dude, I know this thing like backwards and forwards, and I'm just I'm excited to just like put it in people's hands and let them try it out and give me feedback and kind of feed off of that. So. You, you have your elevator pitch? Yeah, dude, I got I got all day. Fuck yeah, yeah. all day. I'm I'm just like I'm like overly confident to where <laughs> it's like I should probably calm down and just try and relax. You know what I mean? You get, you, you, you feel fired up? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, best, yeah, dude. Yeah, I feel fired. That's I, the I'm best like, feeling. I've been waiting for this, dude. Like this is the kind of shit that I live for. So. That is the best feeling when you, and it's such a difference when you're doing so, when you're going into something because I've experienced both. I don't know if you guys have, have done this, but I've experienced both where I'm going to do, I'm about to do an event or do something that's important or whatever, and I'm really nervous and stressed out about it, and I just, I just perform shit because I feel horrible. Yeah. And I've also been on the other end where I've walked into a situation and I'm literally like, like if it was a battle, I'd be in the, I'd be in the front running head first, you know, ready to fucking take a sword to the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been in both situations. What a difference it makes in how effective you are. Have Mm -hmm. you guys ever experienced both of those? Yeah. Either ends of those? Yeah. No, no. I can't think of off the top of my head, but I'm sure I have for sure. Yeah. I I felt so. My two examples I can think of is my very first jujitsu tournament. I was so like nervous. So I just was, uh, I was an adult competing. I hadn't competed since I was a kid. Um, I knew people that I, that were going to watch me were going to be there and I didn't want to lose in front of them. And I was just so nervous going into it that I exhausted myself even before the match started and I was terrible I performed terribly mm. it, where you just it's like I'm an, like you like afterwards you're like god I totally suck you know what I did and then the other time I can think of where I went into something feeling like incredible was the very first day I ran my first gym as a 19 year old kid walking in knowing that the staff was going to meet their you know meet me for the first time and I was going to give my first all staff meeting and I went in there like 
like a like if like a fucking bat out of hell. Like I went in there like it was on. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was on. I gave that meeting and everybody you was came just, in with the energy. And, oh, and I just felt like, yeah. And that's Sweet. how I feel right now for what you know, yeah. me and Adam are about to do. I feel I think I that, feel the same for you guys. Yeah. I feel calm and aggressive at the same time. I think <laughs> I think sports have always uh or sports help train that in me, right? I think mm-hmm. that you know, when you when you when you put the practice in, right? When you practice and you practice at your craft and then it comes game time and you perform the best that you could perform, that's all you can ask for, right? Like you can't I can't expect to uh win every time. You can't expect to beat the other guy. You have no idea how much they prepared or how much better they are than you. I, I think that you you learn to be okay with whatever the outcome is as long as you performed at your best and when you learn to focus on that i think it really it always unfolds nicely right like Mm -hmm. it's i I feel like when i go into like what we're about to go into like justin's about to go into it's like all the years all the things that we've been doing that's practice you know that's Mm -hmm. everything we've been doing is is leading up to moments like this you just got to go do you you know go do you and do the do the best you you possibly can and i think uh where most people you know, get hung up is they get nervous and scared and that they're going to screw up. And I think that, I, you know, at one point, I don't remember where this happened in my life, but I stopped, I stopped worrying about that. Like, I think, I think after you've had enough embarrassing moments in your life and you realize, mm-hmm. well, that ain't that big of a deal. What's like, interesting. What's, yeah. I feel like this podcast itself has really helped to kind of like numb a lot of those feelings out for me. Like, you know, whether I'm going to screw up or say something wrong or do like, I could just, I could just, sit here and talk, you know, and it's fine. Like there's, there's time enough for me to kind of work my way through it. And, uh, just like you said, with the sports, um, have really kind of prepared me for that as well. Like if I get too hyped, I know ahead of time, like, okay, you know, I feel my energies up too high to where I'm just going to, I'm going to come in too fast and, and I need to just kind of calm myself and get my heart rate down. And, um, so a lot of that, like, depends on like how I wake up. Uh, am I going to come in? I, I feel like that's probably going to be more of the case is like, I'll, I'll probably be a little bit too hyped to where I'm just going to, okay, dude, chill. Like we're just having a conversation and let's take it from there. You know what you need to do? You need to try my green pancakes is what you need to do. Okay, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see those? What, this what, what, what's the, oh, you guys didn't see those? I, I saw it. Oh yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we made some green waffles, but go ahead. Yeah, no. Yeah. So what, what so I saw son. I saw them on your story. So I made the so I've been going th- since we've signed with Organifi, I've been going through and ch- trying out all their different recipes, right? And mm. I found these mint chocolate chip pancakes. Oh. Fucking bomb! Oh, what's damn. in? What do you? What do you use? What do it's you hardly in? anything. It's really like it's. Uh, and I, I have the the recipes on their blog, so I'm probably gonna screw it up. But I think it's four egg whites, one whole egg, coconut oil for the pan, uh, two scoops of the uh, Organifi protein powder, and then two scoops of the the green uh, the green juice. So, so you which, mix that all up? And then, yeah. And then, oh, then like a handful of, uh, I think we used like 15 or 20 chocolate, dark chocolate chip pieces. Mm-hmm. And the first, we did the first batch. Katrina's like, well, let's not do chocolate chips. Maybe it doesn't need chocolate chips. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just try it without it. And it was okay without it. But because the green juice has that really good mint flavor. Oh, it goes the, with the chocolate. Yes. So uh, then so then I the see. second batch, we have the chocolate chips. I'm like, oh, no, you have to put a couple chocolate chips in there because the, the then it makes this, these green mint pancakes 
with the chocolate chips. And you only need a couple in there. You don't even need that many chocolate chips in there. Just enough that every other bite or so you get a little chocolate chip surprise. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to try it, dude. We, we made some for my son because he... We usually sneak like uh, we blend up like like spinach or kale or whatever, and we try and mix it in with waffle batter because he just he loves waffles and, and you know and he's like super carb head you know and so we're like <laughs> we're trying to like infuse like nutrients in there as much as we can and so yeah so we did that with the Organifi the green juice and we used the powder and then um, also added in avocado. And um, like some flaxseed, avocado think. inside a waffle, bro. Really bomb. Well, yeah, yeah. Have you had an it gives avocado? It like sh- that texture. Yep. Yeah. Have you had an avocado? Have you had a sh- smoothie with avocado in it? Yeah, yeah. I, have I mean, that. it makes it so smooth. Yeah. I and would, he didn't I even would... use syrup. He didn't want syrup. Oh, really? Yeah, just butter. And and I was like, oh, dude, it's awesome because he just, you know, it was just, you know, sweet enough for him. So I have yet to do any of these recipes. I want to try one of those. Lazy, bro. Well, you were making uh, tomatoes all weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw that, dude. Do you guys like that? You guys get down, huh? Yeah. So it's a making some sauce. It is a family, uh, it's not just a family tradition, it's a cultural thing, but uh, we get together. Why aren't and, you hooking us up? Dude? And because well, you guys weren't there at helping, Fuck. so you don't get a Oh, you have to help, oh, basically, <laughs> just to get a jar. You can't just be a friend <laughs> and, and, have, and get no. some sauce. You can eat over if you want, uh, but right. uh, every well, once a year, I have to be invited because you we once a year we get together and we go buy a shit ton of tomatoes. Then we bring them over, and then there's this whole like. I mean, Henry Ford would be proud. There's this whole like con- like like assembly line. Did you where, guys all wear hairnets? Where we wash the tomatoes, uh, we cut the tomatoes, we cook them a little bit, then we put them through this machine that spits out the seeds and the skin, and it makes the sauce. Then we take the sauce and then we put them in the jars, and you put like my mom puts like a basil leaf and some other stuff in there. We jar them, then we boil the jars, which seals them, and then we store them. So. The, and and we used to do a lot more, by the way. But my, we did over four hundred jars oh, of damn. sauce, damn. yeah, for the whole lot. year. So and it's a, it's an it's a huge uh, uh, like a it's a huge production. It but takes you guys two days. It looks like when I was a kid, we used to do it at my grandma's house, and it was my so my grandparents' house, and it was all of her kids, so all my aunts and uncles. Who has so, all the trees? The tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, we go we go we go get them. We go to uh, we used to go pick them. So we'd go to the fields and we find fields of tomatoes and we'd ask the farmers if they let us pick them and then we pick them. What? You mm-hmm. just they give them to you for free? No, 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 no. We pay for them, oh. but we get a really good price because we direct go directly there and we'll pick them ourselves. Or now we don't necessarily pick them. Now we buy boxes of them. Oh. Okay, but back then it was my, obviously organic. I'm yeah, sure. it was my uncle, uh, my two aunts, my mom, and all of our kids. You know, all their kids and all of our kids. So it was like. 50 people at my grandma's house and we would literally buy, I'm not exaggerating now, pickup trucks of tomatoes, full of tomatoes. And we drive them over and then everybody had a job. So what the kids' jobs were, the kids were uh, the tomato washers. And what we would do is we'd have these huge... Uh, like buckets, like those big like storage buckets or whatever, and we fill them up with water, and we'd have like five of them, and we would transfer them into cleaner and cleaner water. So we'd wash them in this one, wash them in that one, move all the way down, and at the last one, then it was usually the men who would cut them and bring them into the garage, and then the women were doing all the jarring and the smashing and whatever, and then sometimes the kids would also push the tomatoes down into the machine to get the. It's this huge ordeal, whole assembly line. But oh. my favorite part of it is first off. Fresh sauce, there's nothing like it in the world. And my girlfriend, 
loved it also. But she also made the observation that perhaps I have this connection to it. You know what I mean? Because I've been doing it since I was a child. Of course. So that may be why I have such, I love it so much, but we'd make the fresh sauce and no joke, like me and my dad will get a, a mug. And we'll drink some sauce, just like it's, <laughs> just drink drink, drink the sauce, drink some fucking sauce. You know what? Yeah. It, re- it reminds me. I dated this girl, this Italian girl, that they did the same thing, but with olives. Yeah, that's mm. all of that stuff. Right. So some families get together and they'll draw olives together. Yes, it's like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. and the olives you have to go through. You have to do something to them though before, because uh, you can't just pick wild olives and jar them up. You have mm. to uh, do something. There's like, a whole process. Yeah, there is. I forget mm-hmm. what it was. What we pick. Then, uh, I know. Uh, I know. Somebody on our some smarty pants on the forum will let me know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> but then, so the cool thing is, at what we used to do at my grandma's house is while we were doing all this. Uh, my grandma or someone would make fresh pasta. Have you guys ever had fresh pasta? No, so I haven't yet to. The diff- the, there's a big difference. Fresh tortillas. There's a big difference between fresh pasta and pasta you buy. Of course. Sauce. So then my grandma would make fresh pasta. So at the end of the sauce making thing, we would have fresh pasta with fresh pasta sauce, and it was fucking heaven, dude. Yeah. I'm getting emotional right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doug, bring on the saucy bird. Bring on the saucy bird, please. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health the performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Shan Trimble. Did you guys watch the CrossFit Games? Did I watch the CrossFit? Why would we do that? Fucking A, I watched the CrossFit Games. Let him finish. Uh, Yeah, what's your thoughts on it? And do you think they are truly the fittest in the world? And if not, who is? Did either of you guys watch? I watched two seconds. a little bit of it. I was talking to Joy from uh, the Girls Gone Wad podcast because they were there. And she was telling me how awesome it was. But no, I didn't watch it. I've watched them before, though. So I know I watched it. You watched the whole thing? I did. I watched it, and I watched. I was just. I was crossfitting it up this weekend. Wow. I watched the uh, the newest uh, fittest in the world video, mm-hmm. and then I also watched the games. Um, what a brilliant tagline they came up with! What's that? The, the fittest f- in the world. That's well, smart marketing. It's very smart marketing, and I I would be willing to bet. Don't or do or, or debate that okay. they are. I I you know what? I don't know I don't mm. know. There when you talk about well running, like hands down, there's somebody who the guy who won all of it, right, Matt Frazier. There's somebody who can out deadlift him and out squat him 100. There's somebody who can out row him in the world 100. He's not the best <clears throat> at any one category, but you know if your definition of fittest in the world is the ability to run maybe uh, 14 miles, then throw a softball and climb up a rope and then row across a... Uh, you Did know. they throw a softball again this year? <clears throat> no, not this oh, okay. year. But I, you know what I mean, though, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, if that if you are if we are going to do something, weave a basket, yeah, right. <laughs> you got to give a haircut. You got to do a Rubik's cube uh, real quick. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the, the stuff they come up with is, I mean, you can't just be. I, I can't imagine any other like I can't imagine the most elite football player, the most elite basketball player, the most elite power lifter, the most elite Olympic lifter, the most elite gymnast. I can't imagine any of those right the top of their class coming to the games and beating any of the CrossFit Games guys and girls at at this this so called sport. Uh, and and you it takes 
strength. It takes endurance and stamina. I, I you know, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of an, an athlete off the top of my head that I would say I think that, you know, couldn't take them. Although, let's be honest, again, it's specialized, right? Uh, yeah. That's why I, I, you can't, I mean, how can you say fittest in the world at what? Yeah. They are definitely the fittest at the world at CrossFit, for sure. That's the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. But would they be the fittest at the world? Yeah, fittest at, at CrossFit. Yeah, would they be the fittest at the world at, you know, I don't know, arm wrestling, powerlifting, wrestling. long distance running, rest, rest, I mean, no. Um, the be- You know, it's a, it's a very smart um, tagline. It's a very smart uh, marketing. But fittest, it's such a... It's it's such a speculative thing. It's not objective. Yeah. Um. It's specific to what what you're doing. It's like saying I'm the healthiest man in the world. Like right, healthiest right. at what? Like <laughs> right. you know yeah. the, you you had the least disease. I mean, what do you you know what are you talking about? Now I, I think it's uh I feel phenomenal what they do. I think it's truly phenomenal. I think the caliber of athlete that they have now versus <laughs> ten years ago is is light years. I mean. Mm-hmm. The people now are world class athletes. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like that ten, you know, and, ten years and ago. And what I mean by that is, I feel like they could get in a swim in a pool, run on a track, lift lift a barbell with some of the best. Not the. I don't think they could beat the best in any of those single categories, right? Like if someone is a swimmer, like none of those guys are beating Michael Phelps. None of them, right? None of them are going to outrun Usain Bolt. Do you None think? Of them. Do you think they would be even good enough to compete at the collegiate level at those individual events? I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't think, I don't no. think even at that level. I, no, I, I'm I talking about the they, average person. Yeah, I think what they've done very, very well is they're very good at competing at CrossFit, which is uh, just a combination of different events, and it's not just the combination of events, but it's also being able to do them in succession in a particular order. You know, it's definitely a very specialized skill. I mean, they have to train very specifically to be able to do what they do. But can I endure punishment? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well, the the follow up to the question is, you know, if not, then who is? And again, that's I think. Tough, man. Well, I think that like if you're gonna if you're gonna say they're not, you can't say anybody else is. Right. That's how I feel. Right. If you can't say they are at CrossFit, I don't see anybody beating them at CrossFit for sure. Uh, but do I think? They but you know be what like I mean. A decathlete. At the decathlon, no, and that's a lot of different events too, right? Um, do I think they could beat uh, Ninja Warriors? Yeah, at, at, at competing at that kind <laughs> yeah, of stuff. I, I don't mean, think so. Yeah, maybe not. But uh, I'll tell you what, though, it's fascinating to watch the growth of uh, of the sport of CrossFit. Fuck, dude, it's I nuts. Mean, yeah. It was. I mean, a lot of people. This was televised, and was a, a lot of people watched this. It's brilliant. Oh, it's put it ever since they signed with Reebok, it's been insane, man. And it was they did a, a little throwback to Aromas where this all started which we have a, a Katrina's family has a house up in Aromas so it's not far from where she's at to where all this started they actually threw in some the the show the most recent video or whatever uh showed a bunch of clips of like some of the original parking lot like I was saying before I told you guys, workout like, uh, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. competitions it's, or whatever yeah it's crazy and, I mean I <laughs> and I watched the way that they prepped this I just it makes me chuckle like how they put it together it's like literally it's like what is going to destroy these guys and girls? Like, yeah, that's really. that's the. Thought. I just can see people. <laughs> that's like, the thought organizing process. it. It just is. Like, hmm, this like, will just fucking kill them. Okay, like they just did this this one almost. Where it's a seven k run, and then you come back, and then you do what they call Jacob's ladder. So it's like a a progression of deadlifts, like starting uh, at like yeah. 
300 350 400 I've four. seen that with the the power cleans like they, they had to clean dude, oh, no. like, yes. like a ladder of cleans <laughs> so I was like fuck me dude oh so brutal and then they have to go up and wait like 5 pound increment or 10 pound increments of all the of all the sports that in, that involve a barbell you know like like all the strength sports I guess you could say CrossFit by far is the most spectator friendly it just is they they yeah. look the best like Olympic lifters don't always look good. Power lifters definitely don't always look good. It is more yeah exciting. Uh, it's exciting. Because, That's why it's kicking ass, dude. I, yeah. And they look good. And the women compete in sports bras, and the dudes take their shirt off, and they're all they all look like fucking. They're all ripped. They all look incredible. What I really appreciate about CrossFit more than anything is uh, the way it shows that women can be very strong. And athletic, and it's changed the perception of what a uh, fit woman should look like. It's done it single-handedly better than any other sport I can think of. Because these women are muscular. Well, what they I'm, are very muscular. What I'm really interested to see is, because it hasn't been around, been around very long, is what happens with a lot of these athletes 10 years down the road? Are we going to see similar things like we see with NFL football players and things like that? I think because people uh, like speak of them as the fittest in the world. And to me, if I'm going to categorize somebody as the fittest in the world, I'm thinking of somebody who's been fit for a very long time and maintained health and, and longevity, right? Oh, no, it's so, too extreme for that. Exactly. It's way, no way. You're, you can't You can't possibly maintain this uh, type of training your entire life. So... I wonder if you're going to get a lot of people burnt out after five years, eight years, ten years of competing at the sport, just like you see NFL players and, and people that play these sports that are really, really tough on the body day in and day out. <clears throat> so that and, and wondering if those people crash because they don't have another speed, right? They've trained themselves for the last ten years, which is what we all know as trainers, right? So this is what I see wrong with it still, and this is the, the, the fear that I have for the average Jane or Joe that just want to get in and actually do CrossFit is going in with the, this man, this idea that, okay, this is going to be the way I keep myself in shape going forward because I like it so much, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I love, I, love, I love CrossFit. I love doing it. I love the community. It's a life, like what they say, it's a lifestyle. It's all these things, mm-hmm. right? And they sell you on this idea that it's a, a great way to exercise and train, and it really is not. It's an incredible sport. It's a fucking awesome sport. It's really cool to watch. And I think a lot of people are, are signing up to it thinking that it's a great way to get in shape. And it's really not. You're actually teaching yourself really bad habits to get in shape because training at that level, at that high intensity, if you your body's an adaptation machine, it will eventually get adapted to training this intense and this hard. And then where do you go from there? And well, how long can you maintain that? What you'll end up seeing is uh, similar to what you see with um, physique, uh, bodybuilder, and bikini competitors who compete over and over again. Is you see this burnout where you know they they call it the you know HPA dysfunction you know with hormone dysfunction or desensitization to the stress hor- hor- you know hormone cortisol to where all of a sudden they're feeling always <clears throat> fatigued always inflamed. I used to be able to get so lean and now I can't. My body doesn't seem to respond the way it used to. Um, I, I don't recover like I used to, and you kind of get you know down this this horrible cycle, this horrible path where the only way to reverse out of it is their worst nightmare, which is you have to do nothing now for three months. Like you have to let your body rest, recover, allow your, 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 your receptors of some of these stress hormones to upregulate, allow your body to balance itself out. And you imagine telling, I know because I've had to work with people like this where 
you tell them, right. well, here's what you're going to have to do. We're going to have to spend the next year taking it easy. Like that's like uh, a nightmare for these people. Like, they can't imagine having. <laughs> well, to do that. especially if they've put on some weight and they've fallen out of shape, and they're going to have to yeah. even more. And and when they they connect being in the best shape of their lives, which is like the same thing that happens when we get athletes, right? So when I get a retired NFL, NBA pro athlete, you know, twenty years down the road, they're in their late forties, early fifties, and they're they've put on a bunch of fat and they want to get in shape. They are the hardest fucking clients to to talk to because they cannot get out of their sport mentality. Oh, they so just yeah. they all they want to crush the weights and, and they they only know you know balls to the wall type of training and it, it is so hard to teach them. And that, even with diet, all they know is yes, you it's know, hardcore dieting, hardcore dieting, yeah. or eating a shit ton of food because that's what I did when I was swimming in college and you know it's, I was, it was not a problem. It's a very difficult uh, position to be in, but um, there's definitely uh, we've like we know we've talked to people who are influencer influencers in CrossFit, and there's definitely a, a shift going on where people are being smarter about the training. Mm-hmm. It's just when you see the games and you're the average person, you think I want to work out so I can be like these people. Mm-hmm. That is not a way to be you know healthy and fit long term. Not only that, but very few people can even do it anyway. So. Yeah. Not the average person. It's like, you know what gets on my nerves? These like couch to, you know, couch to marathon, you know, do our thing and we'll take you from the couch to be able to complete a marathon or like, what are you doing to your body? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right, right. And it doesn't always end up uh, the way you want. I have, I was actually at a a baby shower over the weekend and I ran into a buddy who I hadn't seen in a long time and he's like, oh man, what's up, Sally? He goes, hey, I just started, uh, signed up at this CrossFit gym. Uh, up by where I live. He lives up in San Francisco. And so I'm asking him, how's it going or whatever? And he goes, you know, he goes, I can't do more than once or twice a week. And I said, why? I thought he was talking about a schedule. And he's like, I just, I don't want to. I hurt so bad and I can't move. (laughs) And he goes, I just feel terrible for two days. He goes, but I'm going to give myself some time and then maybe I'll be able to to bring it up. And I I told him, I said, okay. I said, that's not a good sign that you're not able to do anything. You should be able to do something almost every day and you're over applying intensity and he's like well I'm, I'm going really light so well you're not going light enough you're not going easy enough it's obviously too much for your body and, and I'm trying I was explaining to him what's happening with his body but it's very difficult to talk to people about this because they have this because yeah. I could already see it in his face like oh I can handle it like yeah. I'm just gonna go we're like, always gonna fight this yeah you know what you I mean know? and and I think that's this is always gonna exist you know whether it's CrossFit or some other form People always like seem to have this like memory of like when they used to uh, be young and they played sports and and that was the best shape of their life and so they they try and like replicate that and what they did in their training what they did every single day and it was like super <laughs> super like rigorous and high intense and like I used to be able to bench this much so then they try and do that and then they you know they tear their bicep and they tear their pec and you know and it's just like. It's this this operating system that's it's hardwired in, into you know into these people, and it's it, it's a tough thing to kick, man. Well, but, but that's why we're here. We, we we're just, trying to help you kind of kick that uh, that mentality out. It's not effective long term. We, we just had somebody on the forum that posted that you know, and I believe it said, you know, I know a lot of people on here don't like CrossFit, but I'm really considering you know trying it out and, and doing it this and that. And I wrote under there like, go for it, do it. 
And I know Sal wrote under there, like, do it with the man with the idea that it's a sport, right? And <clears throat> here's the thing, like, I think that I, I would never tell somebody who said, like, hey, I think I'm thinking about going to play basketball, and I would never tell you don't do it. Like, who am I to tell you don't go play ball? Like, if you want to go play basketball, it's, go play basketball. Just understand, it's fucking basketball. Well, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, all it's about train like, for basketball, the, right? You know, it's, it's like the like the, the training for CrossFit. Like, there needs to be training for it. Not, CrossFit is not the training. No, right. it's all about the mentality. I'll give you an example. Okay, so running is a perfect example of this because everybody says. Uh, I want to lose weight. I'm going to go run. This is very common with the average person. Two reasons why. One, it's easy because you could just go run. Easy in the sense that it's an easy, like, simple, right? Oh, I just go outside and run. No big deal. Yeah. And two, because initially you'll see results because you're burning calories. Nobody goes out and says to themselves, I'm going to learn how to run and I'm going to learn how to run well. Yeah. It's all about I'm going to run till fatigue. Mm -hmm. That's the only metric people use when they run. And this is why running is the number one uh, cause of injury in people. Mm -hmm. of, all, of all athletic endeavors, nothing causes more problems and more issues in people than running. And it's not because necessarily running is bad. It's because people are approaching running with the mentality that they're going to run to fatigue. That's right. the metric. It's not about running well. You're going to ignore all the feedback that your body's giving you. In fact. you're just going to try and get through it. Well, they're supposed to ignore it. Yeah. That's what they're telling themselves. I'm running to fatigue, so I it's a it's a battle of attrition. I'm ignoring all these things. So if I go to play basketball with that same mentality, I'm going to go play basketball to fatigue. I'm not going to learn how to shoot well. I'm not going to learn how to dribble well. I'm not going to learn good technique and movement. I'm not going to learn basketball rules. I'm just going to go play basketball till I can fucking not move anymore. How well do you think I'm going to play basketball? And how, uh, how, how high are my odds of getting injured? CrossFit is the same thing. Yeah. If you approach CrossFit like a sport, it can be a fantastic workout. It can be an amazing workout. But if you approach it with the sport mentality, like I need to learn how to do CrossFit well, right. you will not go in with the fatigue mentality which is like i said with running where you're going in and your and your metric for your workout is endure endure and pain and pain yeah. and then you cause problems that's all it is and it's honest to god if you go into it thinking i'm going to go sign up for crossfit i'm going to try this i'm going to go to this crossfit box and do these workouts and i'm going to learn crossfit as well as i can we'll start with running you'll be well cuz oh my god there's so many variables in crossfit that yes. are so many skills that you need to master going into that. Good luck. It'll take you a while. Well, no, so you, but that's okay. Forever. You, you drew the the, the parallel uh, with bodybuilding, which was the same thing that when I got into competing, I trained for a year of getting myself ready before I ever even consider getting on stage. And a lot of that getting ready was sculpting a physique, dialing in a diet, understanding because you're trying to peak for a show. Like I, it's there, there's the sport of it is you have to get to this extremely low, unhealthy body fat percentage and then present yourself on stage on a certain time on a certain date. Right? Like, so there is definitely a strategy to that, and yeah. it wasn't like I just signed myself up and said, "Hey, I'm going to go do this." Like I'm entering in a world I know, and that's an area where I think I I'm I'm pretty well versed in nutrition. I'm pretty well versed in program design, and I still took the time to train that way. It's the same. It's any the same extreme, mentality. any extreme endeavor uh, can bring out the worst in you, but it can also bring out the best. I mean, we were just uh, last week we were meeting with a, a, a another bikini competitor. And I'm hearing her talk about how 
before her competition, I could barely walk 10 feet before I had to sit down. I felt terrible. It was so horrible. But she's saying it with a smile as if it's this thing to brag about. But I showed up with 2% body fat and I was shredded. And it's, it, that, there's a good part to that in the sense that you're testing yourself and you're learning what you're made of and everything else becomes easy af- afterwards. But there's also this potential bad part where you're doing damage to your body and you could potentially develop this horrible relationship with activity or diet or whatever. This can happen with CrossFit. This is going to happen with marathon running. This can happen with anything that is pushing you to this extreme level. If you go into it with the right mentality, you'll succeed and you'll be okay in life. If you don't, you can run into some problems. Quick commercial break, you guys. We keep getting asked all the time, how can I support the Mind Pump family? Here's one of the best ways you guys can. You guys love that Chimera Coffee that we have. Chimera Coffee with a K. You go to ChimeraCoffee.com. Put in the discount code Mind Pump for 10% at the checkout. Also, if you guys want to know how I have this luxurious beard and you want one too, go to BigTopBeardCompany.com. Put in the discount Mind Pump again, but this time for 33% off. Also, you guys, if you guys have not tried Ben Greenfield's new bars out, they're fantastic. If you want some, go to BenGreenfieldFitness.com forward slash Nature Bite. Put in the code Mind Pump and get 10% off. Go check it out. Next up is Aristotle Daphnis. If you could only take three or fewer supplements, what would they be? It's probably be different for all of us, right? Well, I can. Well, yeah. Well, fewer. for sure. For me, it's vitamin D, protein, and creatine. Mm. Yeah. So, so one of those for sure that's different is your vitamin D, but you because you've noticed a yeah deficiency, a benefit with your eyes. Yeah. Has it been pretty dramatic? I wouldn't say traumatic, but it's a you know there's definitely stuff that I've I've put together with the with the diet and my psoriasis. So. Uh, when when I'm staying away from uh, any sort of gluten, so breads, pastas, stuff like that, I notice that it does suppress it. I do know when I'm getting a good amount of vitamin D, whether it be naturally through the sun or I'm supplementing it, it also suppresses it. And it, it's kind of funny. It, they they each they, it'll never go away. Like with psoriasis, it doesn't get eliminated, right? It's not eczema can go away. Psoriasis is forever with you. Know, you know that's what they say. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe we. I mean, I would love for them to prove the other way but as of now they believe that psoriasis is not curable that it's something that once you have it you have it i think they say that because uh there's a lot of things that we um we can't solve with with western medicine um and the odds are very poor so they'll say it's not curable but there are cases of spontaneous remission of some of the most insane shit like there's cases of people with stage four, you know, pancreatic cancer with, you know, they're like, oh, you're not going to make it for, you know, maybe two months, two months left. And then something happens and it's gone. There's actually cases of, they're not, they're definitely not common. They're very rare. Right, right. So it's very interesting to me, um, you know, when I when when I hear doctors say that, you know what I mean. That I think they're just setting people up, like, okay, don't get your hopes up because I would away. Pro- I would probably go with those, or arguably now it's pretty funny. Ever since we've been, uh, I've been using the green the green juice. I actually feel really good just because it's hard for me to get my uh, my vegetables in every single day. So what do you notice from the green juice? Because I just started just overall. I've never used the green juice just before. overall energy. Do you really? Yeah, just overall energy. I just feel good. Like I tend to, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty normal. I think where I have these these dips of energy when uh, throughout the day, and it's normally when I'm not consuming enough or getting enough nutrients, I'll feel kind of weak and tired. Uh, it keeps me pretty vibrant and consistent throughout the day. Interesting. So yeah, do you and- notice any changes to your like like gut health when you take it? 
No, I, I mean, like you, I don't have a lot of gut issues, so I don't, I don't notice like my, my stool's pretty consistent. I don't, I don't have any major stomach issues that bother me, digestive like stuff. Like I, that's definitely your wheelhouse. Because I've been taking the, I've been messing with the green uh, drink, and that's I'm not normally a fan of that kind of stuff. I really don't, I'm not, a, don't ever supplement with that that kind of stuff. But I started using it, and I think I'm noticing some beneficial, uh, some benefits to my gut health. So I wonder if I'm feeding the right bacteria. I got to talk to Dr. Ruscio mm. uh, and see what he says about that. Um, for me, it, it's going to be one of them's going to be specific, uh, which is a probiotic. Um, I just can't do without a good quality probiotic at the moment. I can go off of it for a little while, but then I need to reintroduce it. And it's just your, you know, basic Lactobacillus, Bifido, uh, you know, Bifido type. You know, bacteria. Um, the Organifi one is great. I've used that one now, and I like it. Um, the one I've used p- before was Ultimate Flora, which is another brand that's really good. Um, but if I take those uh, semi regularly, I get good. Um, I feel good. My my gut is healthy. I feel good. My digestion is good. Um, the second supplement that I think I would use is creatine. Um, uh, not that I use it all the time consistently, but because creatine is one of the only ones that I notice a benefit from in terms of my training, I can tell if I'm off of it or if I'm on it, I can see that I'm stronger. And there are some studies now showing that there may be some long-term health benefits uh, to taking creatine, although I'm not going to quite make that claim yet. Uh, but there are a couple studies that say it's good for the heart and it may be good for uh, brain health uh, long-term. Um, and then third supplement, uh, that's a tough one. Probably a protein powder. Um, I don't use a protein powder very regularly, but if I do make a smoothie or I do blend something, I've done it with coffee, which is actually pretty good, where I'll blend uh, the protein with coffee and then throw some coconut oil in there. And that's really fucking delicious uh, mm. before a workout. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But the probiotic for me uh, is the one that I, if I had to take just one, that one would be the one I wouldn't want to give up. Yeah. Pretty, pretty similar for me. Like uh creatine has always been one that, you know, I come back to, um, back and forth with. Um, and then like you said, the probiotic is something I tend to use more just, just every now and then when I feel like my gut needs, um, you know, needs some, some, you know, good influential bacteria in there. Um, and so for that, um, I also like, um, ashwagandha. You, you kind of got me onto that. Um, have you been stress. taking it? Yeah. How do you think, how do you feel on it? I feel great. Yeah. I feel like, um, uh, I, I I've been using it more to like kind of deal with cause as of late, like with my wife as well, I've been really kind of stressed out and overly, um, you know, uh, dealing with that. And so, um, it's been, it seems to be helping with that somewhat. So, and I noticed, you know, in the green juice, it's in there as well. So we mm-hmm. started kind of, um, I just started trying that over the weekend really like it. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to dive into that a bit further, but, um, yeah, f- pretty much those three, like protein powder for me, um, pretty inconsistently I'll use. Um, but when I, I do, uh, train when I, when I get on my intense, sort of training protocol, which, you know, I, I, I tend to undulate. Um, that's something that will show up quite a bit. So. Yeah. I, uh, for me mainly, I, I have a lot of supplements at home, 
but I use them all depending on. Right. That's why it was hard to pick like three because I'm like, yeah, kind of like. I don't really take anything super couple, con- yeah. consistent. I, like I said, the probiotics, the one that I have, to, I probably take the most consistent. I use I use protein the most consistent uh, only for that. That how many pro- days a week would you say you use protein powder? Mm, four. Okay. Yeah, four okay. at least. Yeah, that's pretty consistent. Yeah, I would say at least at least a four on a normal week, as high as every day. So I have a question for you because you've always used whey. You've always used whey protein. As long as I've known you, and now I'm using pea protein. Now you're using the pl- well. It's got a, more than that. It's got other. It's got a blend, but it's a it's a vegan protein. Right, right. There's no there's no dairy, no animal. Is there a? Do you notice any difference at all in how you feel between the two? I've I've gone through one jug so far, and so far I love it. I haven't gone back to whey, and I actually just bought some whey to make that comparison. So I'd like to see funny if that a you. Difference. It's funny that you asked that because. I felt great, and I'm for sure I'm somebody who does not like to like speculate on like supplements and be like, oh yeah, it makes me feel this way for sure. Until I really start to like compare and contrast, just like go back and forth, right? And so, and I've been consistent and tracking, and I'm on everything right now. So this is a time for me to do this. I've gone through uh, a jug and a half now of the Organifi stuff. Really, really love it. Um, I believe I do feel better on it. I do believe that uh, when I'm on the way. That I hold water from it. It seems like I'm, or I get. It's little, still organic, right? You're still doing the organic way with naturally. No, no. This is like when I. This is like my old like optimum nutrition way. Oh, so that's what I want to compare. Because I would also like to see because that go. was my favorite brand for years. I used optimum yep. nutrition way, yep. and I want to just compare and see how I feel. And so I have both of them now, and I was just about to start kind of playing with that. I wanted to finish this next jug. And then I'm going to implement it because I'd like to see you since you because I can't have whey, so it's not like I can I can I know the difference because I know if I drink whey I'll shit myself. But if you <laughs> did, I'd like to see you do whey that's organic and not artificially flavored, and compare that to the plant protein because then you could isolate. Oh, it's the whey. You know what I mean? Because maybe it's the sucralose. Because I know Optimum Nutrition uses sucralose to uh, yeah, to do. flavor their stuff, they and sucralo- sucralose is not good. For your gut flora, for sure. We know that. It, it kills like 50% of the beneficial bacteria in particular. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if you did organic, non-artificially flavored whey. Because whey, there's no problem with whey. There's not an issue. I whey is actually a good protein. I, I have some Whole Foods uh, uh, whey that's, that I could use. But I, I wanted to do Optinutrition because I did it for so many years. I just want to see. Yeah. I want to see like if I was if I, like, what I've done to <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah, I do. Like that's just kind of how my brain works, right? I know that probably the route that you're thinking would probably be better for me trying to narrow down. Is it the way that's making me feel that way or not? Where I'm more concerned how much I was fucking myself up by taking that because I used to live off of those. I mean, I was going through that big 73 serving jug easily every month and some. So, so I, so I'll, which my, gives, gives you, what I tell you, it tells you I'm doing two shakes. So my cousins a long time ago, they don't have a dairy intolerance necessarily, but they do the whey protein. And they were joking about how they'd get the protein farts, which is, this is super common in our, in our world. People will talk oh about all the God. time. Like, oh, oh, I just had a shake and that's why my farts smell, right? Not realizing that's probably a bad sign. Yeah. So my cousin was, was we were actually hanging out and he farted and it fucking cleared the room and I was making <laughs> fun of him. He's like, oh, it's just because I had a protein shake. And so I'm like, dude, you should try... A plant-based one. This was before we worked with Organifi. I don't remember the brand we went through. It might have been Warrior. I'm not sure. Mm. But he switched to a plant-based one, and he never had a problem again 
with uh, the protein farts. Mm. So I'm interested to see if there's a difference because dairy in general is a super common intolerance for people. Not for everybody. It's just one of the one of the top yeah. ones. So I'd be interested to see if what oh happens, God, Adam, if you do. protein farts. Ugh, <laughs> bring me back, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Jessica May 1231. How did you guys build confidence? <laughs> loaded. Like in general. Yeah, loaded, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> loaded question. Mm. That's a, uh, can you, how about this? Can you guys remember when you were the, your most un, in, like unconfident? Like when were you the most self-conscious, mm. you know? Probably like junior high. Probably, right? Yeah. Where you're feeling Oh just my the, God, just, yeah. Because, well, because so many things are happening then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, your voice is changing. <laughs> you're, you're trying to talk to girls and, oh man, well, it was scary. You know what this, this kind of reminds me of, the, and this this be, could be touching the third rail a bit here oh, no. with the the whole bullying topic, right? Oh, okay. Um, hmm. I I definitely was picked on as a kid. I mean, I had crooked teeth. I was a poor kid. I so I had like knockoff clothes. Like, mm-hmm. um, did you get beat up or just picked? On I, no, I no, I've been I've been I was jumped as a kid when I was uh, God was he with fifth grade? Fifth grade, I got I got beat up by an older older classmen. Me and a friend of mine, we were jumped in the classroom. So I was definitely bullied. Bullied enough to where my dad had to come down to school, and bullied enough to where in eighth grade I was pulled out and homeschooled for a year. So I, I definitely have thrown in a dumpster. All that shit's happened to me. So I, I, I right, that could that counts as like re- legitimate. Bullying. That's oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. dude. Right, right. Wow. So and you know I what, got bullied too, dude. I yeah. So I, I went through all of that, and you know what, like, I, I it built a lot of character in me, man. It made me. Uh, it, it it definitely. I think it, it was tough as a kid. I remember going through it enough to where, like, I, I remember getting in fights all the time when I was in eighth grade, and I and I remember telling my mom, like, I don't want to go to school here anymore, and I didn't have – and she was like, well, it was either homeschool or go to school there, and I said, okay, well, take me out. I want to homeschool. I fucking hate these kids. And so I remember I remember that. Um, but I also remember, too, like, it, like it, it, it definitely built some thick skin on me. And it, and as I got older, I realized like that, like these kids were the reason why they were picking on me. The reason why the, these people were attacking me was their own insecurities and their own issues. And once I, once I, how put, long did it take you to realize that? I don't, re- I, I'm trying to remember right now as we're talking about this, like if there was a moment that that happened. Cause while it's happening, it, it's, I mean, I, I experienced not to that extent, but I experienced similar. It's, when you're going through it, it's terrible. Yeah, right. Yeah. You when feel I, horrible. Right. When I was going through it, it was it was awful and I cried and all that stuff happened, right? But at one point I, I had put that together and I don't and I definitely I wish I would said it could say that it was my mom or my dad that told me that and said that and then it, it sunk in, but it wasn't that. It was something else. And when it did and I realized that it really like for the rest of my life going forward, it was like, Oh my God, this is all like I then I could see all of a sudden I could see through everything. Like People, I would be in circles and I would hear someone like calling someone name and, I, and like inside I'd be like, oh my God, like that kid's so insecure about his own issues mm-hmm. that he's got to make fun of that kid's shoes. But that's really because he's insecure. It's not mm-hmm. because that kid's a dork for wearing those shoes. It's because that kid's got more issues going on. Time. And I, once I started to realize that, uh, it built confidence in me. Like, and then, then I, then I began to own who I was and like that I was different, that I dressed different, that fuck it, that I had crooked teeth, fuck it, that I had a car that was all fucked up and had to drive to school. Like I didn't, I I started to build this confidence of, you know what? It's who I am. It's who I am. And I'm proud of who I am. And I'm not going to change 
myself for anybody else. And I, and I really blossomed into that confident kid in high school. So it wasn't until high school. So I got bullied all through elementary and junior high school. And, and there was things that led up to that. Like I remember in junior high, part of why I got bullied was I, I moved to Colorado and I was, uh, so I was, I was darker than what I am now. So I was like, right now I'm like super light when I was a younger kid, I was in the sun all the time. So I was dark complected. So I looked, I looked more, uh, Hispanic when I was younger. So, and then I moved to a school, Colorado where all white kids. And so I was teased and I was, you know, all kinds of racial slurs and picked on and fights and all that stuff like that. And I also was a really good basketball player. And the most popular kid in school was the point guard. And I took his starting position. <laughs> so imagine this kid comes in I'm the new kid. I take his starting position. He's the most popular kid. So he made my life miserable on campus. So, you know, and basketball court was my only outlet. Like playing ball was my only out. In fact, I played the season before. Give him a shout out, you fucking loser. <laughs> Eat a dick. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, I was aggressive. So. But, it, you know, I, I see people and it reminds me of, you know, I remember when Lane was on the show and he shared like his bully story, right? And some people never grow out of it. Like they get bullied and they forever have it's this. traumatizing. Chi- right. It was so traumatizing for someone like him. I could see the chip that he carries on his shoulder, even as a grown ass man. If, where- you, if you carry it with you as an adult, they're still bullying you. Right. That, that, I, I remember re- reaching that point, understanding that. Like- right. Right. You, right. I agree. It's like you're still mm-hmm. giving your power. Away. And I think that's where part of this confidence building comes from is you realize that when you're insecure, when you're fearful, when you allow those people to make you feel that way, you're giving your power away. And the, the best way that you can gain power and gain confidence is to just not allow it to affect you. Yeah. And one of the best ways that I learned to do that was to realize that those people that were doing those things that were making me feel insecure or making me that way they had the biggest issues out of all of them. And then I started to feel sorry for those people. Then I realized like, oh, this poor loser. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sad because I have fucking crooked teeth. Like this kid, like literally like his parents, like don't love him. Like (laughs) literally. And I'm like, I, I started to put that stuff together and that built a lot of confidence. And then come high school time, like I was me, man. I like, Mm -hmm. I was totally confident in who I was. And I remember, like I said, of being, Having like I didn't I had bra- I didn't get my braces until I was out of high school and my front two teeth were literally like turned in. Mm-hmm. I was skinny as rails. I was six foot over six foot tall and weighed like 150 pounds. But I dated the hottest girl in school, and I did because I was outgoing and confident and talked to everybody and was friends with everybody and like ne- I never let anybody like get to me like that. So mm, that's a, I had like very very similar story to you, but like it. I, I was picked on, but I was like, like for me, it was more about facing my fears, which led me to uh, become more confident. And um, mainly, like I, I just I didn't like conflict. I didn't like conflict. I didn't like, um, you know, when people like did me wrong or, and so I would I would like fight that internally. Like, should I do something about this? Should I not do something about this? Should I do something about this? and. And this sort of like internal like battle would go on all the time for me. And like I kind of had to work my way because I didn't really necessarily get picked on like, like, you know, just beat down or anything. But like I would face all these like opportunities to fight and I would I would pull back and I would feel like, no, 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 I'm being a coward. And and so then I would take opportunities where, OK, let's let's do this. And then you know, I get my ass whooped and, and then it would, it would, I would go back and like regroup and, 
and try try and like better myself. And I would go back again. I'd challenge, you know, some bully. So I would usually go out and find people that were punking other people and I would, I would challenge them. And so this is like, this was, this was like a, a continuous process of me growing up because I saw bullies pick on my brother. He's two years older than me, like all the time. And it used to fucking just drive me crazy. And, and so I was like working my way up the ladder into where like, finally, like I, I like the, this guy was like punking my brother and I was just like, Hey, you know, and we got into it and, you know, and I just was like, no, like I'm not waiting for this person to throw, you know, first or this to happen or this scenario in my head to go off. I'm just going for it. And I went for it. And then, you know, and I, I got him pretty good and the game of bloody nose and all that stuff. And <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, and then after that, I started to kind of bully people. And I, and I realized that about myself because I got this like crazy, like confidence that I could overpower somebody and I started getting stronger. And How was, old were you when you started doing that? I was probably like, um, maybe just seventh grade, like sixth grade, seventh grade. I was starting to kind of bully other kids a little bit, and um, I, and I I kind of realized and I felt like gross, you know, and I, I started to do that and I wouldn't feel right about it, and um, and I checked myself on that and then just kind of started to vet, like turn myself more onto sports and like I realized I was really good at sports and that was my outlet and I could outlet like all my aggression could go into that direction because I had a lot of aggression and that like kept building once I got into. Um, you know, when I, when I was going through like all these hormonal changes and, uh, puberty and all that kind of stuff, like I had this like rage that just like came over me. And so I got into football and that was it, man. That was my place, my outlet. And, uh, I, I like dominated in that space because this was where I could, I could leave it there and it was a sport. And then I could come back and everybody like shook hands, hug all that stuff. And it was fine. And I didn't bring that onto any other kids or anything. Do you attribute a lot of the, the uh, football to your confidence, like being good on the football field and, and being able to do that? Did you feel like that transferred yeah. over into? Absolutely. Yeah. Lot, lot, lots of my, well, accolades, you know, from football, basketball somewhat and baseball, I was just like a, a natural athlete and, um, you know, and I, I did do well in school, but at the same time, my brother like excelled. So that was always something that like, you know, I, I was always like frustrated with, you know, cause like he, he just, it came so easy for him and it was so hard for me. I had to really, you know, buckle down and try. So anyway, this was like a perpetual thing for me to gain confidence. So I wasn't confident, uh, you know, academically, or I wasn't confident speaking in front of people. So I had to immerse myself into that. And then, you know, it's been this, like this progression in life where I, I gain new confidence by immersing myself into something that I suck at. So mm. that's been the thing. Yeah. I wasn't ever, I wasn't always confident, but I was always assertive. I was always very assertive. So although, um, I lacked confidence, uh, in certain situations growing up, I've always had a big mouth and uh, not always the best combination, um, <laughs> you know, because it, it got me into trouble uh, quite a few times. So like, you know, I got I would get bullied, too, but I wouldn't allow myself to get bullied because uh, I'd have to say something. So I was that kid that would get hit and then the bully would be like, you know, stay down and I'd get up. 
Or he'd be like, don't say anything. And I'd be like, fuck you. And he'd hit me. And he'd be like, fuck you. And hit me. And everybody would be like, just stop saying that. Stop. He's going to beat you up. And I would just. Stay down, man. Yeah, and I would just keep, like, keep saying, you know, what I want to say because uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not uh, say anything. I had an uh, experience in junior high like that where I, I got jumped and uh, I actually got jumped. And, uh, and then they tried to jump me again and I got away. And I realized that the only way I would stop this was I had to figure out a way to fight the dude that was running this whole thing in front of everybody. And so I literally had to walk up to him and his little gang and in front of the school make a big production and challenge him to a one-on-one fight because I knew he wouldn't be able to turn that down in front of everybody and he wouldn't be able to jump me because I said one-on-one. And that was fucking terrifying. It was terrifying to not only have to go up to these dudes that jumped me already twice, but then to have to tell him, I'm going to fight you one-on-one, which I didn't want to do. I didn't want to get... Which, by the way, is how you can tell this is a true story because that literally was like what you would say back then. Yeah. We're going to do this one-on-one. One-on-one. Yeah, exactly. One-on-one. Nobody else. Your friends can't come in. And I did. I I went up to him in front of everybody and I first I told a bunch of people I would do it because I wanted a lot of witnesses Mm. because I wanted to make sure they didn't jump me. Mm -hmm. And then I went over there and and it was terrifying. Like I had to fucking do that. And then I had to fight him afterwards, which I did. And it did stop uh, the whole thing because I think they realized I was just a pain in the ass. Like, we're going to keep <laughs> fucking with this kid and he's going to be a pain in the ass. Because my next step was going to be I was going to fuck, I was going to bring like a bat to school and go crazy. Like, and I can see now how, how kids like escalate shit because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like you have like you, you, you almost create this scenario in your head where you have no other option. Yeah. So, like, my only option would have been like, well, now I'm going to take a bat to school and, and start, you know, hitting people with it or. So it's a, it was a terrible, but I've always been very assertive. A lot of my confidence initially came from being the oldest of four. And as a child, uh, I was given a lot of responsibility. I was told, my mom used to say things like, you know, you and your siblings are like a, a train and you're the head caboose. And whichever direction you go, the other, you know, the other, you know, cabooses or whatever are going to follow. So if you turn left, they're all going to go left. If you go right, they're all going to right. Locomotive, so locomotive, though, thing that's in the front? Uh, maybe. So I had all this, uh, 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 so I had all this, this like, responsibility and pressure. Like, I have to, I have to do the right thing because otherwise my siblings are going to, are going to copy me and do the same thing. So I had all this responsibility. So I had lots of confidence there. Then in school, I built confidence in high school because I just, Probably got really good grades. Um, I got good grades on accident. I didn't try. I just, mm. I just did it. it. Was really boring, but I just, you know, I just kind of just did my thing. I was just me, and that right there translates, I guess, into confidence, especially when you're in school. When you're the kid in high school who does his own thing and doesn't care, it's kind of weird because nobody does that, right? Yeah. Nobody does that in high school. Everybody wants to be the same. It's not like college or when you're older, where if you're unique. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine where he was telling me how he played an instrument. And I was laughing because I'm like, you know what's funny? You play the piano. That's exactly what would have made you a fucking nerd in, in, in junior high and high school. It's exactly what it would have yeah. gotten you laid as so you got you older. Laid later for you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and it's just I just was myself. And then when I went into the gyms and started working in gyms and managing gyms, I was extremely assertive and just very confident in my ability to lead because I had done this with my, with my siblings. And as an adult, it's just... Um, Confidence is not cocky. Confidence is not outward. You don't think to yourself. It's just self-belief. Yeah, you don't think to yourself, I'm confident. Like, you don't walk in and be like, I'm confident. That's not how it works. 
real confidence is very calm. And you mm. know when you meet people who are confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just very calm and they're very comfortable in their they own skin. They just know how to navigate through, you know, whatever scenario they're in. And I think that's that comes with experience. And, and I tried to... to immerse myself in as many experiences as I could. So that way I knew sort of how to dig my way out or how to like move and, and read the crowd and read the energy and read the person and, you know, uh, you know, like, a like move accordingly. So. Yeah. It's, it's all about self-belief, but I think people confuse self-belief with believing that they're the best or, you know, that's not necessarily confidence. Like, I'm going to go in here and I know I'm going to win. Like, that's a part of com- competitive confidence. Yeah. But that's not really confidence because all it takes to break that is for you to lose. The second you get your ass kicked. Yeah, now what? You know? Yeah. But if you believe, you have self-belief in yourself that no matter what happens, you're going to be fine. And you're going to learn from whatever. And you're going to try again. And you're not a quitter or you're not a loser. Or yeah. That's real confidence. When you go into a, a scenario like... stuff people can't take away from you. Yeah. You know, you're always going to you know, keep uh, that identity, that, that part of you like, that you believe in. Like, you're going to keep that regardless of any scenario. It makes life fun. Yeah. It really does. And it's funny because when you ask a bunch of people... They do, these, they do these studies all the time. And they'll ask people what the top fears are for people. Like, what are the number one... Like your top five things that make you feel really anxious and fearful. And you know what's one of the top ones always? Public speaking. Mm-hmm. Super safe. You're not going to get killed. You're not doing anything dangerous. You're talking in front of a group of people. I know people who freak out because they have to give a speech at a wedding. Like I have, I've had family members who are like, oh my God, I got picked. I'm the best man. Yeah, like, yeah. And they're fucking sweating and stressing. being humiliated by all these people, right? But, I mean, are you really? You know what I mean? Like right, right. It's, it's such a It's such a thing that we created in our yeah. own minds it's so true that the thought of things is far worse than the actual things themselves and the panic of it makes you perform worse you know it's like just just abandon that idea and just you know go for it and just own you know what you are like uh you know if i, I look i'm i'm i suck at most sports i didn't play a lot of sports and i'm not good at them like i own it and it's okay and i laugh about it and it makes me confident about it it's kind of strange right like i could hide it and pretend like i'm not but the fact that i own it and it's not a big deal to me. I come. I'm sure it comes across as confidence, even though I don't really think about it that way. I just think to myself, like, whatever. Who cares? I own what I am. I, you know, I'm short, or I'm this, or I'm that, or uh, it's just who you are, and just kind of own it and be okay with it. And then the confidence, I guess, comes second. I don't- well, the key is, you know, it's what people what people allow is the other people to affect that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you just named some things like short, not good at sports. Like that only matters or that only bothers people when the other people point it out. Like if I say like, Sal, you're really shitty at sports. Well, if I do that, that's, that's my own insecurities. You have the ability to know that like, like, oh, Adam must feel like he has something to prove in sports because he's, he's, uh, you know, attached himself to being an athlete. And so he obviously feels like he has something to prove by putting me down to make himself better. That poor guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you learn to look at it like that, when people say these things or, oh, you're short, this and that. Well, all those things that people attack you on, that's their own issue. That's their reflection of their own issues. And once you learn to look at it like that, 
It's like, yeah, I can't do anything. I'll tell you what, what my help. Here's what my help. Because it's so hard. Like, you can't chase confidence. I don't think you can necessarily be like, I'm going to be confident. It's like yeah. trying to chase meditation. I don't think it works that way. But listen to a bunch of like self-help, you know. Yeah. I, Come on. I think, uh, you know what might be good about this? Find a very confident person. Someone's that real confidence, real calm confidence. And just watch them. I've actually learned from a few people, a uh, few friend of my, friends of mine in situations where I just look at them like, holy shit, like that is the... That in this particular scenario, this is one of the most confident, cool people I've ever met. And I just watch them and see what they do. And then I realize, like, there's nothing magic. They're not doing anything magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we all know those people, right? Where you go walk into a situation. Yeah. I mean, I, had a, I have a buddy. He's not good looking. He's not very fit. Uh, like, on paper, there's nothing spectacular about the guy. But he walks into a room and he owns it. He's not even trying to. It's just who he is. He just walks in. He owns it. One of the most confident individuals I've ever met. And I used to love going places with him because I'd I'd watch him, and she'd be like, "What?" And right. I'd watch and just see what he's unbelievably doing. comfortable with himself. Yeah, just super so comfortable. comfortable with who they are. Yeah, you know, that's right? it. Really, really, that's that's the, that's the answer, right? Is becoming ultra confident and or uh, comfortable with who you are. That's it. Quick commercial break. Hey, people ask us all the time how they can support Mind Pump. Here's what you can do. Uh, you can go to www.brain.fm forward slash mind pump and get 20% off Brain FM for meditation or focus. You can also go to audibletrial.com forward slash mind pump and get a 30 day trial plus one free audio book. Lastly, you can go to getnatureblend.com forward slash mind pump and you will get a discount on Ben Greenfield's CBD product. Next up is Police Fitness Nutrition. Oh, one of our favorite pages. What is the dumbest piece of fitness equipment you guys ever purchased? <laughs> this is great. So when I first uh, uh, opened my personal training slash wellness facility, I had a partner. And my business partner was really into like the fitness tools mm-hmm. type of stuff. And so I fucking so mad at him for buying some of this shit because it was my money. I was the fucking backer. I was the financial backer <laughs> for the whole thing. But one of the dumbest pieces of equipment I've ever seen in my entire... I remember when he ordered it. I got the box. I opened it up. And I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? And he's like, oh, it's a body blade. Oh, it's a body blade. Yeah. <laughs> you bought one of those. Yeah. Shake, yeah. shake, 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 yeah. shake, shake. He's like, it's fucking it's cool. It's the OG's shake weight. He's like, you shake it and then you do like, you know, stability exercises and you fucking this, that and the other. It was the biggest waste of money of all time. It was totally stupid, totally worthless, and it collected dust in my gym. It sat in the corner and didn't do shit at all. And then the second dumbest piece of equipment was, uh, so Perform Better. You guys know the website, performbetter.com? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Overpriced uh, fitness equipment for Functional the most part. equipment yeah. for $5,000. Yeah. Foam roller, $175. Anyway, so uh, I, we bought foam rollers from there, and they had this vibrating foam roller that you bought and it said on there like vibrates intensely and i'm thinking like oh shit like this is back when i thought you were breaking up adhesions and doing self-myofascial release right we know better now but i'm thinking like oh shit if it vibrates on there it might actually be more effective because i'm thinking of this like hard vibrating like thing that i'm laying on my it band like okay i'll buy one of these right so i order it and it's it was a short black foam roller so it was one of the half ones and then on the side of it there was like this white uh, twist knob that you turn to the right and then it vibrates. And it was weak as fuck. Like you get on it and it didn't even vibrate that strongly. So it didn't really do anything. So all we did is we use it like a foam roller. 
So I'm all, this is stupid. I spent more money for nothing, whatever. Until you notice a, can- mean, a candle slides out so, of it. Well, hold on. So, yeah, so I know I've told this story before. Yeah. So I have it in the gym. It's sitting in the gym. It's in the corner. And I used to train. One of the things I used to do that my clients used to love, uh, something that we kind of became known for, is that people could bring their kids when they'd come and work out. Because we're a small studio. And we'd have a lot of moms that uh, would have like post-pregnancy and they'd bring their baby. And I'm really, I love children. I love kids. So I'd hold their kids or feed their kids while they work out. And it became this thing. It actually got me a lot of clients. Um, but uh, this lady that we trained, she came to work out. It was post-pregnancy. And she worked out with us. She actually trained with uh, one of my other trainers. But I played with her son. And the little boy got older and he became a toddler. So we'd run around the gym. And while, while we're training clients, we'd kind of keep an eye on him. But it was cool. It was great atmosphere. So this little guy runs over to the uh, vibrating foam roller <laughs> and he's playing with it and so i don't i'm just i see he's over there he's safe there's nothing bad we're working out well he fucking runs over to his mom with a dildo in his hand a old school an old school white like if you if you're my okay if you're if you're like 35 or older you remember those ads in the back of magazines where a woman is holding up a white tapered end dildo up to her face, and it says back massager. Like they're bullshitting you. They're trying to sell you it's a fucking vibrator, back but they would, it would say back massager, and for sure women were buying these to, to masturbate with. But anyway, it was that old, that's the one it was. It was an old school hard plastic, white, tapered end fucking vibrator. Disguised as a foam roller. Pulls it. It was in the. It was in the foam roller. You sniff it. So he runs over to. What his, is the point of that? I don't so understand. he runs over to his mom, and he shows his mom, and she's looking at us like. Where did my son get this? And I can't figure it out. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? We had a vibrator. In the, and then I look at the back of it, and it's the twist knob. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I go over the foam roller, and there's an empty hole, and I stick it in there. I'm like, oh, my God. He pulled it out of this thing. And we're all dying of laughter. <laughs> and I'm furious at performbetter.com for selling me a fucking vibrator inside a foam roller. So I took a picture of it, and I emailed it to him. And I'm like, you're going to fucking refund me for selling Because I know what they did. They went and bought a fucking shit ton of cheap ass Chinese made <laughs> old used ones. Yeah, yeah, old that they couldn't sell. Yeah. And then they just like, oh shit, we can stick them back and buy the foam roller. And like, mm. That was ridiculous. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have a better version of that now, though. Yeah, they, yeah I, of course yeah, they do. Probably because yeah. of me. And it's awesome. So I'm like, you're going to yeah. give me a refund or I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> about this. It feels great, actually. I did anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the, the, the dumbest piece of equipment. I have not bought a lot of gimmicky tools i'm not gonna lie i uh i own the wheel i own battle ropes i own bosu ball and i've had uh pads for boxing and stuff some cones i really have not bought a lot of gimmicky stuff i will say this though probably the biggest waste of money out of them is probably my battle ropes because i sure as shit don't use those hardly ever (laughs) yeah I mean, I'm like Mr. No Cardio Guy. I'm certainly not Mr. Go Fucking Swing Ropes Around for Cardio. I don't know what I was oh, thinking I when I, ropes. When I bought those. those. I got some. I fucking donate them to the yeah, studio. Yeah, bring, don't, bring will, it in. I will I'll, bring I'll them. I'll use them. I do, yeah, I, I used them for, I can count on one hand how many times I've used Where those Where did things. you do them? Just outside? Yeah, in my house. You know, I had. Remember, I used to run boot camp, so I did use them for that. So I used, I used them for camp. I made other people do them, but I fucking didn't use them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like one of those Who's yeah. the one that came up with that, by the way? The battle ropes? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good... I feel like it's an old training tool that someone... Yeah, I don't know. Because then you... I remember seeing, too, like uh, somebody was using chains like that as well. Like at the same time, it was like... I feel like maybe strongmen kind of did something like... 
I know M- to that one I know point. MMA guys got a popular. Yeah. It was MMA that got a popular because okay. they were doing that for, you know, shoulder stamina or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then everybody was like, oh, I got to do this because uh, it looks cool. I mean, it, it definitely exploded during our career, like our, our, right. our era, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it, there, it was not popular the first five years I was a trainer. Like, nobody, nobody was doing it. I remember when we first started, like, foam rolling and stability balls were just hitting the scene like so that was a big deal with stability balls and foam rolling it wasn't until you know maybe eight years later or so did people start using battle ropes and then it got really trendy for a while there still is i think i probably bought the most tools out of the group i'm sure like i had olympic rings i was probably the first to have olympic rings like i would bring it into gold's gym and like hang it off of um you know, the squat rack or whatever. And, and nobody gave me any shit for a while until that Jerry guy he saw me doing that and was just like freaking out, even though it's bolted down. It's like, the I'm owner not, of the, not going anywhere. Yeah. Jerry McCall. Isn't yeah. he on the, all the golds? Yeah. yeah Th- this is before like two CrossFit. It was even a thing. So like they there, somebody like some movement, I think it was, I don't know when CrossFit really got popular, but before that there was this gym in like Nevada that was like it was all about like um, super like old school like stuff. I, I I got really into that like everything that was old. So that's what got me into kettlebells, and that's what got me into like thinking about unconventional tools. Um, I think the the useless one out of the group that I bought um, that actually is in the closet. I think, but it's it, it's like the era of suspension trainers. So I mean, I liked. TRX just because of the simplicity of the design and like the way that they had everything sort of organized. But, um, you know, you get a lot of these knockoff ones that tried to like compete with it. And so I bought one that like had this, this sort of a wheel that would, you you would put, um, you would put like a pin in there to stop it from, from having full, like a pulley or whatever. Yeah, like a full pulley, like it would lock it in place. Um, but yeah, so you'd get like super, like uh, unstable, you know, like I could do rows and, and I would have one arm back, have one, one arm, arm back and one arm would come forward. So it had that like free flowing kind of like uh, ability to anyways, it was like I used it maybe a few times and it was just like the the foot straps in it like were shitty designed and like the whole thing was just like gimmicky, you know, like trying to compete with what was already like, uh, you know, a hit. And, uh, I think between that and the, the jump, like I was really into testing at one point, like, cause I had athletes and stuff. And so I was like, oh, I need to get a, a vertical jump test. And so I got this like platform, I actually still have it. And I was going to bring it in. I'm like, when the fuck am I going to use this? You know, like <laughs> a vertical jump. It's not the one you jump up and hit the. No, which that one's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I say, that's a cool tool. I wish we had that. This one is just basically it, it measures the ground forces that, uh, oh, how hard I, you push I produce off. to push off and jump up high, but that's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive, and I I paid for it. I used it maybe like once because I had one client that all they wanted to do is increase the vertical jump. So you know, so I bought this like really expensive piece of shit, <laughs> and I still have it. I'm like never even use it. You've had some jump rope tools I've seen too. You have had some shit. Yeah, that, jump rope. Oh no, thank you. Uh, the, the jump rope with the, the led lights, <laughs> I was trying to reverse engineer, like, you know what they did with the LEDs. I knew you had some stupid shit. So w- when you jump, basically like, uh, the revolutions, it, it, it creates, um, 
like when the lights are in front, some way it was able to show this digital display in front of you. You oh, could see okay. the amount of reps that we were. I remember those commercials when they came out. It looked so cool. It was like super cool, but like you can't even see it if the lights are on. <laughs> it only works. You know if, what I mean? It only works if you jump over the dark, yeah. which is not a good idea. And like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like the handles like are all fucking like too big and. It's just like I just want a regular jump rope. What's what's some of the dumbest equipment you guys used a lot as trainers that now you're like, what the fuck was they? Um, How about the Dyna discs? Uh, do you guys use that for everything? <laughs> I did use that. Yeah, that for people a stand, standing uh, on that shit for I, everything. I did do Dyna disc and foam pad stuff. But reminds uh, me of like a whoopee cushion. Yeah, yeah, yeah for everything yeah. though. We're gonna do tricep press downs on the Dyna disc. <laughs> on the Dyna. We're gonna do curls on what? the Dyna disc. I did a, I did a lot of Smith machine work for sure. Uh, Which I still, I mean, I actually use, you know, so funny how, because we, for like inverted we talk so it. much shit about the Smith machine that I'm, I'm self-conscious to use it now. So <laughs> I actually wanted you don't to get caught on there. Somebody's going to take well, a picture. So what I was doing, uh, I was actually doing a supinated grip bench press the other day. Hadn't done that in years. And just, uh, oh, that's for sure. That's fine with us on a Smith machine. Right. You because, ever do that shit in a free bar? Right. Without a spotter? Yeah. It's a Dude. motherfucker, right? So, Dude. so they have, it has its place. How you some, lose your teeth. Something like that, right? Like, so I, I I felt validated for using it for that. But then I was like nervous. I'm like, this is going to be the time like some mind pump listener like comes walking up to me. I'm going to be using the Smith machine and I'm going to have to like explain myself. Like, yeah. no, listen, this is what I'm doing right now. Like, <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, because I used to use it all the time. Now I never do, but I just did the other day. And it was, I, it was really funny because I did have this moment. Of I was totally self conscious of using it. I thought, oh, how funny is that? That because we've talked so much shit about it on the show, yeah. I I'm afraid to use a machine because someone's going to come over and notice. You could see that, like the the growth of personal training is just it's it's right along li- line with all the growth of these fucking tools that they would sell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I would get these catalogs when I owned my studio, and it was like all these like little tools that you could use. And I remember looking at half of them and going, because by this point I realized half of it was bullshit. Like, why would I buy any of this stuff? I don't need yeah, any of it. Now everything's like out of sand or like water, you know what I mean? Just yeah. Like variable resistance. And I'm like, I get it. You know, like there's, there's, it's just like, why? You, you got, know? it's because you have to figure out What's how the to stu- sell shit. What do yeah. you guys think is the stupidest, most popular tool right now? That's hmm. popular? Popular yeah. yeah, popular right now. That's, that's stupid. That, that's right now. That's really popular. I think the training mask is the dumbest thing. Oh, yeah. The dumbest so you know what? I did more research on the training mask. You know what it You know what it does? It strengthens your diaphragm. So your ability to suck in air, it actually, it actually it gives you resistance so it can strengthen your diaphragm. Now, is still, that going to benefit? It's still stupid. It doesn't. I, yeah, I was going to well, say, it's, no. it's still, it still would go up there as stupid. Well, right? so I thought of a potential application for it. All right. Uh, so I'm hear li- me out. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. So hear me out. So um, when Jessica went to the Paul Check uh, certification, they were talking about muscle recruitment patterns that affect your breathing. So you get a lot of people. So you now we talk about how some people have issues getting a full diaphragmatic breath, and you know they always breathe, they shallow breathe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, is a is a recruitment pattern like any other, where if you walk a particular way or if you squat a particular way and you do that all the time, that becomes your default pattern. So te- just simply teaching people how to belly breathe isn't enough. They have to train it because their their default recruitment pattern is to not get a full breath. Their diaphragm works in this particular way and it's hard to, to train out of it. And if you don't, um, then people have these signs of stress. Some people feel like they can't breathe or they'll feel like they're out of breath or they yawn a lot. Like a lot of yawning is a sign of not getting 
uh, full breath because when you yawn, it actually forces you to get this full diaphragmatic breath. A lot of people don't realize that. So I'm thinking, I was thinking that maybe those masks as a training tool for that, where you put the mask on and then you, you suck in and focus on really getting a belly breath and then breathing out real hard and just strengthening those well, if recruitment that's, patterns. If that's, I, I haven't tried it, but I'm, that's I'm speculating. A, well, if, then I'm going to challenge that theory with that wouldn't be, to me, that would be no different than somebody who has poor recruitment patterns and squatting and then they decide to put a belt on to help that. Not right, that like, it's not that it's helping it, but I feel like it would give because if you have bad if you have a bad pattern of doing that, how would restricting air actually help you? Create so I've never pattern? used one. I've never put one on, but I I I think what it does is it it makes it so you have to breathe in harder because I I did like I said I read studies that show strengthens the di- uh, the diaphragm. So I know you have to suck in harder, right? Because it's restricting. Well, it's, air. have you ever? Have you ever? So it's like resistance. Have you ever tried to snorkel? Have you snorkeled before? Yeah. Okay, it's like that. Have you had one on before? You tried one? No, I haven't tried a mask on, but I know that's exactly what it's doing. It's it's just like you're sucking, you're blowing, you're being able to breathe through a tube. That's all you get. So, if you've ever breathed through a snorkel, now what you have to do when you go breathe through a snorkel is it, it does force you to calm, like calm your breathing down, or you will like hyperventilate. Yeah. Like you can't <laughs> do that in a snorkel. You have to. You have to take these yeah. slow breaths. So, I mean... I it might be a training tool. Now. I've never used one, so I'm just speculating. But the, for what the pe- for the reason people think they're using it for, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, exactly. Stupid. Even if that was true, I'd still think it's a ridiculous tool because it's the, the carryover to what you're, what you're getting from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you... The real benefits. You'd have to be in a, a very specific sport where I could see Yeah, that. we could go down, like, the rabbit hole for a lot of these. Like, even the body blade, I could make, you know, like, <laughs> the relevance out of that as far as, like, right. you know, muscle contraction right. and, you know, consistent uh, muscle tension. And, you know, it's just a matter of, like... On a on a totem pole of priorities, it wouldn't have sold millions if you couldn't argue some science behind it, right? Right. I mean, that's how I always look at it. Like if it, if it, I don't it, know, man. If, Sometimes if, selling millions doesn't mean things. Well, it's like fucking, you could go pick up a rock outside and make a fucking workout out of it. So it's not like it, that actually happened. At one point, they did sell a pet rock. Yeah, that's well, true. That's <laughs> what I mean, like it's like it doesn't matter what it is. Like you can. I think my problem with a lot of like these exercise like pieces of equipment is like if your body's like going through all these movements yourself and you're just kind of carrying this thing with you, you know, what's the relevance if it's not like plate loaded or it's not like a, an actual load of weight that it's just like, right. you know, you, you're, you're doing all these unique movements with it, but why? You know what I've seen lately like, on my, on my feed on YouTube and I think on Instagram too is the fucking mouth trainer. Have you seen this oh. thing? Did you guys see this? Yeah, it's like a. Uh, it's me. That was around before. Oh, I got a fucking stupid one for you guys. Okay, like Shark Tank. <laughs> you know, like um, Lori. I think she backed this one. Like, she, she, it's a piece of plastic that's like basically like a, a U shape that has like two uh, spots for your feet to stand on it, so you kind of balance. And then like you just you go up down like a like a teeter totter. Like up, down, up, down, and you kind of twist left, right, left, right. So you twist your trunk with it, and that's it. And then they make like, and it like five million different like movements out of like nothing. It's it's you know what it is. It's if it it's looks irritating. cool or if it looks weird, it'll sell. The shake weight sold so many mm-hmm. because it looks like someone's jacking off. That's, that's the it. only it reason was, why it sold. It's like a joke. So everybody it, ah, and I it worked, one. and everybody bought one because it looks like a hand job. Mm-hmm. This mouth trainer one that I'm talking about, it's a thing you put in your mouth. And the commercials for it is like, ah, like someone's <laughs> on it, 
And people share it because they're like, this is fucking... Re-, and everybody's sharing it. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's going viral. Isn't that funny? And I know this motherfucker's selling a bunch of them because of that shit. Because yeah. it looks dumb. We need to come up with some stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, or just a good good way to market it like that. I remember when I told you guys it's yesterday. One or they the were, other. Axe, Axe did their the uh, balls, the dirty, dirty balls. balls. Yeah. That was the most brilliant oh, yeah, commercial yeah, yeah, ever, yeah. man. It was. Yeah. So brilliant. Well, with that, check this out. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to our new YouTube channel, Mind Pump TV. There's a new video every single day, 365 days a year. Also, at mindpumpmedia.com, you can enroll yourself in the free 30 days of coaching. Share it with your friends. It's a great way to get lots of information uh, that encompasses all of fitness, health, and wellness, and it's absolutely for free. Also, if you'd like to ask us a question that we answer on an episode like this one, the place to do it is Instagram. The place to do it on, or the page to do it on, is Mind Pump Media. I also have a personal page. It's Mind Pump Sal. Justin has one, Mind Pump Justin, and Adam has one. It's Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.